Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of Love That For You. We hope everybody's having a great week so far. We've got a uh, what we think is a pretty good episode planned out for, for today. Yeah. I think it's going to be some pretty, uh, not invasive, but Julia and I are going to kind of get personal about some of some of things in our lives. Yeah. Um, so we think it's going to be good. We're excited about it. And this yeah. episode is another one coming from beautiful Newport beautiful. Beach, California. Yes. We are still here. This is our... No, we have another Wednesday here too. Yep. Second Wednesday in Newport Beach, California. We have one mm-hmm. more week and a half basically here, but um, yeah. Yeah, we've done... Since being on the road, we've done one episode in Oklahoma City and now two here in Newport Beach. We'll have another one here in Newport and then... Actually, we're going to be driving back, and we're not sure yet where we're going to be mm-hmm. spending a week because I've got to work that week. I'm not going to take off, so we're going to spend a week somewhere, but yeah, we we're, haven't we're decided sure. where it's going to be yet. We're kind of thinking somewhere in Colorado, which would be cool because we've never been. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are a lot of options of places to go. Yeah. It's just kind of got to fit into well, the- Well, our first stop is going to be uh, like Lake Powell, Page, Arizona. Mm-hmm. we'll go through utah and stuff like that so that's like for the weekend and then for the next week we kind of need a place that we can stay um and then just really get home after that yeah unfortunately yeah i know kind of kind of sucks we're we're enjoying life on the road yeah i, I really am fun for us and obviously i don't know if anybody has or hasn't been to newport southern california it's hard to hate it out here yeah I really don't want to go home. No. We can hear Willow. Willow's She's whining. She's crying. But yeah, it's it's beautiful here. I mean, it's actually fun. We've gotten to see some people. We both have some friends in the area. We've yeah, it's to been spend fun some to, time with. to do that. Um, we got dinner plans. Like We kind of have a lot going on mm-hmm. um, while working, but also like making sure that we are like seeing stuff and doing what we can, especially on the weekends. Yeah. Um, the, the worst part of it has been, and Julia said the working, um, because I'm, I'm still working, still primarily doing East coast hours. So every morning I've been getting up at like between five and five thirty, Yeah. And just like going to my computer and sitting down, starting to work and, you know, having phone calls that start at six in the morning is yeah, six in the morning, West coast time. Yeah. I, I feel bad and I'm like, I'm not going to turn my camera on because I look like I'm still asleep. Yeah. But no, we have, we have been enjoying it out here and the work, work aspect actually hasn't been bad. We've been, I think getting up early, both of us plus Willow are on these. It's Um, nice. I feel like we're doing really like what we would be doing if we lived here. Like yesterday I went to get my nails done and it was a place that was recommended. And one of my friends uses them out here. And mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh, this is where I would go if we lived here. Or like we've gone grocery shopping at the sprouts. And like, there's just, we find like we're, we go on a lot of walks and like, yeah. it just feels like we live here and it's nice to live like local because that's yeah. what we want. And it's, yeah, it feels, good. it's definitely a different experience. And I know we've traveled in the past together and, you know, like usually, okay, we're going to go for a week vacation. I feel like that's pretty common. A couple of years ago, you and I, we did a trip to Banff uh, in Canada, Alberta, yeah. Canada. And it was like 
great, we were there for four or five days. But in those four or five days, you don't really start to feel like a local. Yeah. The whole time. It does take like, like a week. You're like, okay, you know, very, not touristy stuff necessarily, but just kind of settling in. And, you know, when we went to Turks and Caicos, it's like, yep, never felt like a local there. Yeah. Never felt like that was home. But because because we've been here pretty long, it's kind of like, okay, I'm starting to starting yeah, to settle in and have like some normalcy. And, yeah. So. And- I feel like after the first week that we were here, I was like, oh, that went by so quickly. That was a full week. That's like what vacations are like. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, like let's get into the second week. It was kind of like, all right, vacation in quotes is over and now we can like live here. Yeah. So it was Yeah, good. I feel like all, all vacations going forward need to be at least three weeks long. I mean, that's like the only way to really like get to know a place. Yeah. And even then you still don't. Yeah. So yeah. I'm drinking a poppy. Drinking a poppy. Sipping on poppies right now. Good gut drink. Yeah, we were. I went to the grocery store. I made a grocery store run. And it was just kind of like for a couple snacks, like small stuff. And I was in the Sprouts and I saw poppies. Yes. And I was like, these are Julia's favorite. Love Let them. me just get a bunch of them. Yes. So, we love poppies. They're our favorite to have just around. And yeah. Good little pick-me-up drinks. So Yeah. They're good. Um, it, it's funny. Julia's drinking the poppy. I'm actually... I just made like a little stupid mixed drink it's not it's just stupid. tequila just had a fight mixed about this. with the poppy yeah but it's but the good. fun part about it oh wait is that it's 818 tequila yeah. which is a brand that um you know kendall jenner has made which and I if think you're you a fan you're a fan get, if you're not whatever yeah and you can only get it here in california yeah so we so tried like, it it's really just, good yeah we of love course. we love tequila yeah um so we went and tried you were it. mixing that with the the lime poppy mm-hmm. which was really good it just tasted like, like and because the poppies are like uh carbonated so it was a good drink yeah it was delicious yeah so all right so this episode today um we put out on the instagram um looking for people to write in different taboos or different topics that they would like to hear us talk about that aren't commonly talked about um, I feel like this is also us getting, obviously it's getting personal because the things that we're, the topics you guys write in are, the only way for us to talk about them is for us to talk about our personal experiences. Yeah. So while brainstorming the episode where, you know, I find myself in the situation of being like, oh, I don't know if I want to say that. Mm-hmm. And I guess it is a little bit of like, well, it's one thing to talk about taboos with your close people and your close friends or you know, one or two strangers, I guess. Yeah. It's one thing for me to put it out there for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but that was my thought process. Yeah, of. definitely. So we, we have kind of listed out here a good handful of topics that people wrote in. And it's funny, as we were writing it down, we're like, yeah, it's really weird that these things are never kind of broadly talked about. Like you don't really get other people's actual insight into how they're experiencing these topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as we're writing it down, Julie and I are both like, how comfortable are we actually yeah. exposing all of this? And, you know, I think some of it we are going to talk about. We're going to mm-hmm. be very straightforward and candid on here. Yeah. But some of it, we're, we're not going to divulge everything. I think there's some stuff that, you know, is still personal. It would be one thing if we were having a, a be, small group conversation. Right. But kind of this being put out into it's the public. It's very public. Um, What did I write down? I didn't want to forget. Bragging versus judging. And then oh, yeah. Because well, 
Yeah. Okay. Well, when we get into the topics, everything, there's all these, all different topics. So you might find yourself relating to a topic or you might be like, that has nothing to do with me. Bear with us. We're going through a bunch because you guys wrote them in and we, we kind of compiled the best ones we thought that were most taboo and most mm-hmm. that we should talk about. And I think the reason that I'm has we were hesitant and that most people are hesitant when you have conversations, for example, like when you're talking about money, mm-hmm. you know, you're either in your, in my mind, and I think a lot of people's mind, it's either like, am I going to be judged for not making enough money or am I going to come off as bragging because that's more money than what the person is making that I'm telling it to. Mm -hmm. So like it's all about comparison and it shouldn't be, but it is when you're talking to somebody who's, I think, so somebody wrote in about money and they were like, I just really want to learn about like, you know, I want to learn. And it's, it's a good learning experience to hear what other people have experienced it. And it would be so helpful to me and to you. I feel like sometimes we're like, are we in a good spot? Or like, yeah. you know, you just never know. And I feel like you think that you're going to be either judged or someone's going to be like, okay, I didn't need to know that. And you're like, yeah. well, you asked. So it's like, yeah, you know. Yeah, I think that's probably a good spot to start. I mean, the the money finance discussion was one that was probably the most popular uh, answer submitted, the mm-hmm. most popular one written. In. I think that's the most And it is taboo. definitely... Yeah, it's definitely one that, uh, you know, okay, so speaking from personal experience, I remember having conversations with um, my dad and one of my brothers about like me kind of being straightforward, like here's how much money I make. Is it enough? Uh, Is it where it should be? Is it where it should be? Is it, you know, can I bank on having any sort of inheritance? Is there any, you know, gifts coming? Is there anything? And it was like in that vulnerable moment that I actually, one, I found out, no, I don't make enough and there's no inheritance <laughs> coming. And, but in finding all of that out, it was like, okay, now I can at least be comfortable when knowing was a couple of years ago. And um, so, I mean, all of that to say, like, it is going to be a different experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. With all of these topics, it's, specifically with yeah. with money and the personal finance, there were a good couple um, things written in, wondering about debt, wondering about couple finances, and then salaries. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I'll start here. So the ones written in about like personal finance, talking about debt, you know, couple finances, salaries. I mean, I, I, I'll be happy to start it here. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, so when I started my job, the job I'm currently at, my salary was $55,000. I'm not going to get into what it is currently today, what it's changed, what it was. Mm -hmm. But at that point, I was 28 years old. So I was 28 years old. No. 27 years old. You're talking about the job you have now still. Yeah. 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 So I was 27 years old and I was making $55,000 a year. Now there were other benefits you know Mm -hmm. my health insurance was getting covered there was a little bit of a 401k match you know Mm -hmm. which is i think pretty commonplace so yeah but my base salary was fifty five thousand. so yeah yeah and and you know the that was actually probably a similar time around when i had that conversation with one of my brothers and my dad talking about like hey here's kind of where i fall in like how is this going to stack up and I think it was my dad who actually had a really good question that was, look, $55,000 is a lot of money, but it all depends on where you see yourself and what kind of life you want to live, mm-hmm. right? $55,000 a year 
ton of money. You can save. You can you know live in a nice place. You can do a lot of good stuff. But you probably can't afford a beach house. You probably can't afford luxurious travel. Like there are certain things that it can't afford. Mm -hmm. And that was... And especially you being single. Yeah. You... And at that time, I feel like you were very much just like... Yeah, you were in a different headspace. Totally. Yeah. And that conversation was really helpful for for me. And kind of my mentality going into that was, I've got to be vulnerable. I need to let my brother and my dad know like, Hey, this is a stressful thing for me. I'm trying to figure this out. Um, you know, you know, I know I want to get married. I know I want to have kids. I know I want a house. I know I want this and that, like, what do I need to be striving for? What do I need to, you know, just help me like have a better idea of what to look for. And the reason I needed to have that conversation was because I had no idea that was not anything that was, um, talked about those weren't common conversations i wasn't having that conversation Mm. you know earlier on the other thing um that i'll talk about pretty candidly was or is right now just about debt um right now to say something about that well i was just gonna say before you get into debt like you're talking so i think it's hard or I don't know if it's hard, but people compare themselves to like what ages they are. And mm-hmm. first of all, I'm not, you said, you were talking about, you were 27 years old when that was what, how much you were making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even 27 yet. And I just think that like, you have to put yourself in different, like you can't really compare yourself to ages, but it is a good idea to get like, you know, I'm 22. I'm just out of college. Uh, I'm serving or like, I don't know. I'm doing yeah. some, this is what I'm making. And maybe that, I think my point is, is that you, it's hard. You can't compare yourself to other people because everyone is in a different spot in their life. And when you were 27, I feel like that's when you decided like, okay, this is the next, like you had the conversation and you're like, this is where I want to be. And then you mm-hmm. like kind of take off from there, which a lot of people do that when they're younger. A lot of people do it when they're, you know, at 40 because now, I yeah. don't know. So it's just like, that was my point. Yeah. Well, it's a good point is that no matter your age, no matter how much you're making, And the good thing is that there are resources out there that no matter how your age, how much you're making, no matter what you're doing, that there are the resources that can help get you on a plan to be where you want to be. And most likely you're where you're supposed to be. Well, of course you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be. But um, so the next part of, you know, money and personal finance um, that a bunch of people wrote in um, was in regards to debt. And this is another one that I think, you know, is a hot topic talked a lot about, you know, the popular one right now is student debt, um, just because of the the political, yeah. yeah. And so kind of just being straightforward. Um, so Julie and I both have some pretty significant student debt. I wouldn't Um, say significant. I'm just saying, like, I think that people... Compared to other people, it's maybe not significant, but I would still say $30,000 Yes, it is, is significant. significant. I would say that a lot of people, I think, with student loans have a lot of... Stu- like, that's a huge well, thing, I, you know? I've been out of college for 12 years, so I've been yeah. paying it off for a while. Yeah, but, I have yes. probably left, like, $10,000 of mm-hmm. student loans. I feel insanely lucky that that's all. Yeah. Um, And I think when I got out of college, I was not... I was babysitting, so I was probably making like a total of, I don't know, $25,000, $30,000 a year for the like first two years because that was when I was starting to get my blog up and running and like mm-hmm. wasn't making 
anything while I was doing it. So, um, yeah, that's, that's before I met you was my debt. Yeah. I feel lucky that we, yeah, just are in a, I mean, we're in a good spot with that. So I feel like that's. Yeah. I mean, as many as there are people here listening that probably have a hundred thousand dollars in debt, there are other people listening that have zero dollars in debt. And, you know, we are somewhere in the middle there. Um, Student debt, you know, that was one of those. It's a, it's definitely a popular topic. Um, You know, I think with the current president talking about, or just discussions around, you know, uh, college debt forgiveness and, and different things. And, Also, a shift in whether or not college is the right investment for all people. Yeah. Um, You know, there's been a big shift in in that culturally. You know, and and, and for me, I would say, you know, my college experience, both undergrad and getting my master's degree, you know, they they were the right decision. I'm happy I did it both. You know, I had to take out loans to pay off. Yeah. And you just finished your master's and you're 33 now. Yeah. So I think, you know, the the debt conversation is one that, and, you know, the other side of debt is that it can be really useful um, because it can be helpful to to build credit, right? Credit being needed if you do want to buy a house. We needed credit to buy a car. You need credit for, you know, a lot of bigger purchases. And showing that you have student loans or any debt that you can consistently pay off, banks look at that positively. So yeah. paying off debt can be a good thing and not Just always about a, that, a bad thing. Just thinking literally right? haven't paid my loan because of the... Yeah, because all, my all loan student in like loans or all federal student loans I like forgot about hold. it, so it's a good yeah. reminder. Yeah. And then the other piece of debt um, that a, a lot of people have is like credit card debt. Yeah, I'm um, so anxious about credit card debt. Yeah, credit card debt is one that is, I think, can be nerve wracking because, you know, the compounding interest every month you're going to get, you know, added on um, accrual based on, you know, what you owe. Um, I get anxious about it as in like, I literally pay my credit card off, I feel like the next day because I'm just like, I don't want to have yeah. <laughs> anything over my head. Yeah. Like I And I know my parents are like, Julie, you're going to get a credit card, like... This is scary. And I was like, because of like shopping and stuff like that. But I feel like I'm very hard on myself when it comes to yeah, that. Yeah. Credit cards are difficult or not difficult. They're useful and they can be a really powerful tool because you can earn points, rewards, money yeah. back. And if it's used properly, it can be benefit you. Yeah. But totally. I think a lot of people, yeah, you know, get, get this fake money. Uh, yeah. And it's... They, they spend it and then they don't have that money to pay off. And, you know, Julie and I do have some credit card debt. I think we have... Probably what is about $8,000 worth of credit card debt. And a lot of that is tied to, um, well, one, it's just tied to our move. Mm-hmm. When we moved, a lot of big purchases, some tied to like the car we just bought. So definitely, I mean, that is definitely on Julie and I radar um, to get down. Yeah. To get it down to zero is the goal. Um, something we're just you know, actively managing. I think it's something that we also kind of like, I think because it's not some, it's, it's not like on on my mind, like it's pressuring, like we have to, I don't know. It doesn't seem like a big problem. Yeah. I don't think it's a problem for us. So it's like, I think that it can get scary. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And so I think that kind of, 
don't want to say wraps up the conversation that we wanted to have about money and personal finances. I think the the big takeaway, um, at, at least for me, is right. Like you know, Julie and I shared some of our debt, kind of what we made, um, but. I think to anybody that is looking to learn more, to not be afraid to have those conversations, there one because if you're thinking and feeling that way, somebody Everyone you're close is. to is thinking and feeling that way, and people will probably you know share as much as you're willing to share. So not being afraid to have those conversations, and then I think it can be know, like a huge learning yeah. experience for like the person that wrote in it's like and you're saying like you're all this certain age and you just want to know not to compare Mm -hmm. but i feel like you i always wanted to know like what i still do like what do people make that do what i do and i feel like i didn't go into my finances but something that we can say now is we're we and pat are just thinking about like what's in the future for us in terms of like how we want to live our life and our lifestyle and Mm-hmm. So that obviously plays a lot into our finances now, and but just planning it, planning for the future, um, because of how we want to live. Like, yeah. So the conversation, like you're saying, is just so important to have because I don't know if it'll get easier to have, but I think even starting out with like your parents and your siblings and your close friends, and I feel like the way you talk about it, where you can just be like, "Listen, I don't care how much you make. I want to learn, yeah. and I want to understand like." you know, what's, what's normal. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and having those conversations is something that is a big step. Um, so, yeah. All right. So the next, uh, topic we're going to get into that people wrote in that they wanted us to speak about. And, um, Julia is going to be able to talk more about this one than I'm going to, although I can give a little experience about it, but (laughs) just talking about, uh, female menstrual cycle and talking about periods it's called period we got a lot of right i mean there's a lot of girls mostly girls mm-hmm. all girls that are writing in and listening um i'm trying to figure out like what people want to know about this because obviously we all have this we all get it i think i was going to talk more about my like birth control experience uh what did people write in just like period yeah I think people want to know kind of like what's your experience? Like how bad are your, you know, monthly yeah. periods? What is your coping mechanism? Right. What do you yeah. do? What is, how um, old were you when you got okay, your first? Okay, so, like, well, I was like 14, 13, 14. But um, I was on birth control in high school for, I don't know, a few years. And then I think, I think I talked about how it led, or I think it maybe have led to like all my anxiety. So I got off of my birth control and I haven't been on it for as long as I've known you, like Mm. haven't been on it. Um, And I think that is a peace of mind to me because I get my period every month and there's no like, I know a lot of birth controls can be, uh, they can, some people like don't get them. And I think it just messes with your body if you don't, in my personal opinion. So I like to get mine every month. I know I'm not pregnant (laughs) and I know (laughs) that everything's normal and working. Um, I would say like the first day and or two is pretty, I I wouldn't say it's terrible because I know that there are a lot of people that actually like really suffer out there. Um, I'm pretty, I'm miserable for a good, for the good first half of the day, I would say. Um, there's a lot of natural like remedies that I think are helpful and like companies out there that like have a business built on this. So, Mm -hmm. um, if I can find some, I'll put them in our description link 
some good ones. What else can I say? Yeah. Well, I think that's helpful. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think because of our relationship and, you know, we have had kid conversations, like we do talk Mm -hmm. every month. I know when your period's coming. Yeah. I literally am like, I got it. Yeah. It's kind of like a, (laughs) just so he knows a little thing. Yeah. Um, and that's something you should talk about with your significant other. Yeah. You got to get your man to understand what goes on. It's, yeah. It's the thing is, is it happens to every woman. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. happen to you, then I don't know what you are. Yeah. Or you're on some birth control. And in my opinion, I think birth control is obviously great. It's fine. Um, I didn't like it for my body. And I'm, we're able to do other things and methods mm-hmm. so that I don't get pregnant right now because we are not trying to have little babies right now. Yeah. Yeah, I think the whole, and the fact that people kind of wrote in, and again, many people wrote in about this topic, I do think that this is another, uh, like, culturally changing um, topic. And what I mean by that is, so in my professional business setting, right, uh, I feel like for the longest time, it was like, okay, this woman is out. Is out? Out, not she's not at work that day. Like, oh, does she got her period? Is that like what is just that? jokes about it? Who says and, that? And now it's shifted. And well, I feel like there's always been stigma around a female getting her period, whereas now mm-hmm. it's become more of a normalized topic where it's like, one, this is natural. Two, everybody yeah. gets this. Three, like, oh yeah, there are benefits it's... to it. like. There's a lot to it that yeah. is like, why can't we just as a culture society just accept it embrace it and like go better with it yeah and what i was saying professionally is like i've had those experiences oh somebody's got to run out of a meeting somebody's got to do this i was in a meeting and someone's like i'm i'm gonna be five minutes late i gotta run to the bathroom to change my tampon and i feel like for a long time looking back that would have been so um unaccepted inappropriate yeah. yeah whereas like now it's like Oh, okay. She's got her period. Like that's yeah, fine. Normal that's not and, a big deal. Yeah. Like something I also absolutely freaking hate. Mm. I think it's like a a joke or just people stupid men that are mean and like will joke and if the girl's in a bad mood and they'll be like, oh, it's because she's on her period. Yeah. Like as if that's like a. I don't even know what that means. Honestly, yeah. it's mm. just like. Yeah, you have mood swings sometimes. They're yeah. controllable. Yeah. Like we are still people. We're still yeah. human. And I yeah. did it. Yeah. You but, get them even when you're not on your period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kidding, baby. It's just like, yeah, it needs yeah. to be. It's just normal. Men don't yeah. have, men don't have something like that. That's very, anything like that, that happens to them. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same and, time, we're allowed to have babies grow inside of us. So it's like, it's crazy that it's not talked about as like a good thing. Yeah. Or just talked about like a thing. Yeah. Like, like should, anything. We should all be aware like, yeah. Oh, she's got her period. Like, Oh, okay. You know, the, the other interesting or maybe not interesting is our lovely Willow. <laughs> she has so her we, period right we now. We got to uh, <laughs> California and I think it was like the night we got here, we were oh like God, moving yeah. stuff in and we're like, Oh, there's a little blood on her bed. 
I wonder what's going on. She's had like and, a UTI or something before. So we thought yeah. maybe it was that. But. And it was like coming after um, like being on the road and she was yeah. like, we we're at the Grand Canyon, like a lot going on. It's like, oh, maybe she got cut. Something mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. So we, you know, kind of examined her legs, her feet, everything. It was like, oh, I can't tell. And then over the course of the next couple of days, we realized what was going on. Literally and, her entire vagina is so swollen. Yes. The whole everything, whatever. So yeah. we knew that it was that. But also, I, I swear, I was like, what if she goes through heat on when we're out there? Just thinking because mm-hmm. she's 10 months old now. And of course she is. It's it's really not that bad. Yeah. No, it's it's not bad at all. It's just another experience of like, okay. Pat's like, I don't one, know what to do Willow. here. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know either. And, she's a dog. Yeah. The other th- thing that's like kind of funny, kind of cute about it. So obviously, like a female period, there's... You know, everything you can wear and use to help is, yeah. you know, covered and yeah, blah, it's blah, manageable. Blah. Willow has been wearing a diaper. <laughs> Literally, uh, like baby diapers. Like you get them at the pet store. A 90-pound dog walking around in this diaper is just, yeah. well, it's kind of cute. It's a little annoying <laughs> because one, she It's been a more than it. a week now. We feel like it's supposed to be like two. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So unrelated, but kind of related. Just thought we'd share that. Yeah, Pat's getting a little experience is what he means, which is yeah not true. But no, we'll go with it. Not much. No. <laughs> so I hope that was helpful. I don't know. I think if you have like really specific questions, feel free to give me a DM. But in terms yeah. of like period and birth control, like I'm, I ha- I don't know. I feel like I'm used to get uh, answered it on my story one time about birth control, and somebody was like, "Why do you have to share that? Like that's so personal." I'm like. I don't really see it that way. I don't see mm-hmm. birth control as such a personal thing. Like, I've never seen it that way. I don't know. It's just, you yeah. You don't want to get pregnant? Great. I yeah. don't want to give birth right now, so I'm going to take birth control. Or I don't, but I'm not going to take, like, yeah. I just never saw it as such a personal thing. But it, it, if you want it to be, then it is. Like, it can be. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing um, that was tied to kind of how people wrote this in, what talking about, like, menstrual cycles, and I think that's something that, we or I like kind of understand, but probably will when we start to try and have kids. Yeah. Learn more. Which same. Yeah. Honestly, me too. Like, I don't know what I don't know. I haven't had to yeah. go through the experience of trying to get pregnant. So, like, I think that's just a whole nother thing. And it's so funny when you talk about like birth or pregnancy with people who have gone through it. People are like, just just wait till you get there or like, Come to me and I'll, I'll, your sister's had something like, I'll let you know how, like what you yeah. need to know that people don't tell you about yeah. birth. And I'm like, I wish I could talk about that on here, guys, but I haven't gone through that. Yeah. But I'm another sh- that's another taboo like topic, like yeah. women talking about their actual birth experiences because I'm mm-hmm. so afraid of it that I just like, I don't know anything about it. And I feel like I'll have to go into it being like, I know nothing. Yeah. And especially you can't like read on the internet what like I'm sure you can like on blogs like what yeah. real people go through but yeah. yeah. Topic for another time. Yeah. Um What do we have left? Okay. We just we dove right in there, right in there. Um okay. So the next topic that a couple different people wrote in um just talked about gender roles. Um what it means to be yeah. a man, what it means to be a, a woman, you know, what do those two terms mean? Um, well, I think and not like what they mean, but what is society like turning yeah. them into kind of? Yeah, the society impact on that. And it's funny because 
Like, I have no idea. What do you mean? About gender roles. I mean, I have, like, my opinions, but, like, my experiences and, and all that. I don't know. It's just, it, it, like, I'm going to talk. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm the best person to talk to about this. Well, but somebody I- had written in, can you talk about um, why it's always celebrated when a woman has kids, but not celebrated when women have career success. Yeah. I feel like that's something that's actually being more celebrated more recently. Mm-hmm. Like I think like strong women, women power, women, business women, like I think it is happening. Yeah. It's a slow process. And but then something you can talk about, I guess, is kind of the opposite of that, which I think is more like taboo is like mm-hmm. men that want to be stay-at-home dads and want to raise their kids, which is something mean you literally consider and like talk about a lot mm-hmm. about potentially like that being our situation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a specific, interesting question, right? Why for a woman is it celebrated when she has a baby, but when she gets promoted at work, it's not as celebrated. For the women that and, maybe don't want kids. But yeah. And it's funny because... I personally feel the pressure the other way. Like I couldn't imagine going to my boss, my peers, my friends, coworkers, whoever saying, hey, I'm leaving my job to go be a stay-at-home dad. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like. They'll be like, what about Julia? Yeah. Well, the, the perception would be negative. I, one, I would love that. Like I would embrace yeah. it and be positive about it. But I you can personally feel wouldn't the, care. Yeah. You but would, I yeah. know that the reaction and you know maybe people wouldn't voice but the initial like Their intuitive thoughts, yeah. reaction is oh shouldn't julia do that yeah and it's just like that is 100 percent a gender role that is defined by like society and cultural norms it's like well i feel like something that's extra hard about that specific one is when you give birth the women is physically needed And so that is kind of, I feel like, where it comes from because the man literally is not needed for, like, physical action, like, Mm -hmm. support. And, of course, like, whatever. But I'm saying, like, I think just evolution (laughs) has created, like, that we're – I'm needed if I have a baby. Like, I'm – and I guess that's kind of – I feel like that's just where it started is my point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that And that'll never change. Yeah. Either. Well, I think it will change, and I think it can change, and I think it should change. The woman needing As, to be there? <laughs> no, not the woman needing to be there. Well, kind of. As innovation changes, Technology. and it doesn't need to be yeah. like a breastfeeding, right? Yeah. And not all babies are breastfed now. Yeah. But the what I was going to say definitely will change, and I hope changes, is um, like some of the conversations around gender right and i think we've seen a lot of that within the most you know recent years right the i I remember i was living in north carolina when um i can't remember the name of the law or whatever it was just talking about like gender assigned bathrooms and you know a a more um like fluid conversation around like to, to me what it is is like People wanting to be who they want to be and do what they want to do and be who they are mm-hmm. rather than feeling the pressure from like cultural society norms to be what who they think feel they're supposed like they to be. Should be. Yeah. Who they think they're supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
And also, I don't know if I like, maybe I'm wrong about the women having to be there. I guess if you're not breastfeeding, then you don't. Yeah. Which I don't think my mom did at all. Yeah. So I guess that's not totally true. Yeah, it's it's definitely not true. I mean, obviously, to create the baby, yes. both need to be present and then the baby yeah. formed. Yeah. Who knows? The way technology and innovation and everything is evolving, like, yeah, maybe you just need enough money to... Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need... Petri anything, dish. But yeah. So... Yeah. And I, I do think... I mean, one of my brothers plays... Um, or not plays. He is, I guess, more of the homemaker. Um, and it would be interesting to kind of have that conversation with him about, mm-hmm. you know, that experience. That'd be a great... Uh, guest episode. Yeah. Yeah. And not only his experience, but the experience of him when he goes out to the bar with his buddies and they're yeah, all like, talking their about their promotions and their jobs right. and they're their this work. and that. And he's, yeah, my daughter did this. My son yeah. did this. And it's just interesting. Um, yeah. It just, it works both ways. And I feel like it's something we all need to be like, we have to remember and kind of like remind ourselves of. Yeah. Still, we're still in that point. Or yeah. we have to remember, we have to remind ourselves. Yeah. Um, and the first, like, question you ask someone is, like, well, what do you do for work? Yeah. Because somebody has to, do, has to make money, of course. Yeah. And I don't think that's, like, wrong to ask. No. At all. It's conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing to remember is, I mean, just being aware of what and how you're celebrating and what you're... Because, I'm just trying to tie it back to... You know, for a woman, kids being celebrated, but a job promotion not being celebrated. I mean, I I think about my social media feed and how many times I scroll through and it's, you know, another one of my friends had a baby and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's 100 likes and 100 comments and people are sharing it and very positive because that's a celebration. But very rarely when I see, um, oh, I got a promotion at work. It's a very, you know low engaged not mm-hmm. as liked not as shared it's not as celebrated like yeah yeah whereas flip it i feel like for a guy friend it would be the job promotion that is going to get you know the higher yeah. celebration on social media yeah. so yeah that's, All right. that's the conversation we can have around it there's not it's not like we can fix the problem so yeah <laughs> yeah well i think with all of these it's a matter of being aware yeah. that they are conversations that can and should be had and you know just kind of taking that stance and taking that into the world leaving this podcast with kind of that that action yeah um next another one that a lot of people wrote in is just mental health um and there wasn't that much more to it than just mental health that people wrote in which we have talked about before. Yeah. In episodes I, like about my anxiety and your whole mental, like your yeah. whole experience with that, I feel like we talked about too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get too deep into that on this episode because we have done other episodes fully dedicated to it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think on the, the surface, both Julie and I, mental health and anxiety has been a big part of um, our lives. I mean, mental health, especially during the past year and a half with COVID, I mean, so sad, the, you know, the, the suicide rates, the, mm-hmm. the mental health um, issues that have just, you know, arose during the l- last year. And, yeah, scary. 
It's scary, and it is positive to see it come uh, more to the forefront of a lot of conversations, you know, a lot more resources being out there. Um, I feel like that's what also is the one thing we can all do to, like, it's it's not about us having the conversation on the podcast, obviously. It's about, like, people having the conversation with their family and their friends and being comfortable being like, listen, I'm not okay. And, like, it's one thing when you're like, hey, how are you? And people are like, oh, good. It's like actually ask somebody how they are yeah. like actually be like no i know but like what's really because there's yeah so many walls there's so many everyone says good fine yeah great fine fine means you're fucking terrible so yeah, fine i'm fine that's not good yeah <laughs> i think one of the hard um just with mental health one of the hard pieces is being willing to be vulnerable and speaking out if you want to is so damn challenging um, because it's not always something that is going to be like super well uh, received. You don't know how people are going to and how, how people are going to react. And if it's a negative experience, then that makes it 10 times worse. Um, this account that I follow on TikTok, uh, it's so funny. This, this, I call him a kid. I don't know how old he is, maybe 15 or 16, maybe a little older. All he posts is him doing leg dabs. Leg dabs? Yes. So like, you know, like a Cam Newton dab, but he does it with his leg. And it's hilarious. It's great. It's really funny. But recently he's been going on there and talking about um, some of his current mental issues. And one of the things that is heightening his anxiety and struggle with mental health is some of the people that he first opened up to didn't believe him. So he came out very vulnerable saying, this is what's happening. This is how I'm feeling. And people blew it off like, that's fake. We don't care. I don't know. And I think that's a hard, um, obviously a harder position for him to move forward in, knowing that one, what he's feeling sucks and two that people don't relate or believe him yeah with what he's feeling and that's sad yeah and i kind of say all that to you know if you are having these conversations one if you are the one speaking out about mental health like you know god bless that's a hard thing to do that's Mm -hmm. vulnerable two if people are talking to you about their mental health their anxiety like listen believe support like that's what's needed yeah i also think like it's hard to know when to push someone or not because if someone's like i don't want to talk about it like sometimes i think you have to nudge people Mm -hmm. a little bit more to be like no we we're going to talk about this yeah and it's hard for people to open up even when you're like hey do you want to talk about it they're like no but like instead of being like do you want to talk about it it should be like I think we should talk about this. Yeah. And it kind of doesn't really give them an option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so much. And this is exactly why we have full episodes yeah. on mental health. And there's more we can Yeah, there's do. just so much that we could get into and talk about and, you know, give further our experiences and um, go, yeah. go listen to that other episode. Um I think it'll be helpful. Yeah. Um, okay. So this is the last one that for Save some reason, so many people wrote in about. 
um, by far the thing that people want to hear about is us talk about sex. Well, I also feel like sex in general is such a, it's something that it shouldn't be weird to talk about. It shouldn't be, it just, and it is, it's like one of those things that no one wants to talk about, Yeah, but it's normal. Yeah. Everyone, everyone doesn't. Yeah. It's one of those things that is, again, so led and driven by what we see on screens, meaning uh, a sex scene in a movie helps paint the picture of how we think sex should be mm-hmm. or a sex scene in a porn mm-hmm. is how we think sex should be. And from my experience of what? the sex scene in the <laughs> porn and the sex scene in a movie are often not like what sex is like in real life. And it's um, one of those ones where it's like, well, I think it be- depends because I, well, because that's how we first start learning about it, right? Mm-hmm. You you see it on TV and in movies and on your computer before you ever really learn about it in life. You know, the yeah. first time you learn about sex is when, I don't know what it was, fifth or sixth grade when you hear about the, um, like in health class when they talk about, you know, penis and sperm mm-hmm. and vagina. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. Sorry that's to any of our this. family. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. But so... What's realistic with sex, Julia? Why don't you just tell everybody? What do you mean what's realistic? Be more specific. Well, so I think... Okay, stop. You're moving a lot. Moving along. Okay. Um, So Um, some of the things that people wrote in were like, what's realistic um, in terms of, I think, like sex drive, like how often sex is happening. Okay, I have a good... How do you communicate about sex? Um, Um, Sex drive, first of all, I think... We all know that sex drive in women and sex drive in men is totally different uh men are animals and that's all i have to say goodbye (laughs) sexist no uh when i went through a period of time actually before i met you i don't know just like i think it might have been part of like my birth control or i don't know but i had like a very low sex drive and i think or was it had to do with my anxiety i don't know something was just going on i think with my body but at the same time looking back i now just think that i think there's periods of times in our life where like that is normal and that's fine Mm -hmm. um i think it happens more often to women i don't know why i don't want that to be a sexist thing i just i think that's the case well i think that's the case for everybody i mean for everybody what highs and lows of sex drive yeah that it comes Um, and goes yeah it it does and that's normal and we're not all I don't know what's realistic in a relationship. I mean, we can just get into the fact that there are, you know, nights where we're like really excited and or days and we're like, let's do it right here, right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, then there's also similar- times where I'm like, Pat, please just don't touch me. Yeah. I think similar to the way Julia said, like sex drive kind of, you know, ebbs and flows sometimes. It's like yeah super high and sometimes it's like no i need my space it's the same in our relationship probably like it is in most relationships it's not like you know we're not the couple that sets an alarm for (laughs) 9 30 every tuesday (laughs) night and it's like meet me in the bed because we're on this strict schedule it's definitely not like that and um you know it it definitely goes through the highs and lows of of sex drive and how many times we're doing it or not doing it i mean (laughs) There's, I feel like there's weeks where it's multiple times. There's weeks where it's nothing. Like yeah. it's just very different depending yeah. on, it, it depends on like a lot of the outside world too. 
Yeah. Like it's about our mood with work, our mood with what are we, you know, am I happy right now? Am I excited? Yeah. Am I actually so depressed that I don't ever want to have sex? Ever? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's funny or maybe not funny. Uh, I don't know. A couple months back, I think it was probably during the winter because that's when everything's terrible and miserable. But Julie and I had a conversation because we both were aware that like we hadn't had sex in a couple weeks. Yeah. Wait, and, when like, was this? I said in the winter. Oh. Do you listen? I was listening. <laughs> um, yeah. And it was like we kind of, I don't it wasn't like a sit down, let's talk. It was kind of like, huh. Eh, it's been, it was a couple, like, yeah. it's been a couple weeks since we've had sex. What's going on? And then the hard part from there is like, Maybe like a wow, month. you start questioning everything, right? Like, oh, I thought marriage was going to be like, oh, we do it twice a day, every day, all day, every like, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, maybe I'm not that attracted to this person or like, oh, maybe this like it, it can create like a slippery slope of all different thoughts. And so that's we something to- you I feel like told me you were like, it doesn't. It's not like what the movies are telling you. Yeah. Well, this is tying it back to how we've learned about sex and what it should be in a relationship is you're like, if I love this person, I'm having sex with them every day. Mm -hmm. Or like, I don't know. I feel like I can picture movie scenes in my head where it's like always the most passionate thing. And it's like, oh, every time I see them, I'm fully aroused. I think something that I've learned in our marriage um, and just in our relationship, and I think, you know, we are almost a year in, so Mm -hmm. someone listening may be 15 years, like maybe it changes, maybe it's, I don't know. I think that something I've learned is that like you can't think about it too much because there are sometimes when we're like, remember when we had sex last night and how amazing that was? And then sometimes I feel like we're like, remember a month and a half ago when we had sex yeah or just like or like i used to get really in my head about like if one time we did it and it was not the best and i would be like oh my god like we're doomed and it's just like it just yeah you're there's so much pressure around even even that we've been together for six years like there's still that pressure in the moment but then like i think now i mean we obviously talk about it we're talking about it in public like yeah. When you talk about it more often, you just get a feel for like, this is just real life and it's good and it's, yeah, you know, it's more than just about the actual sex, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and that's probably the conversation that people wrote in wanting to hear. Like, what is the expectation? Yeah. The expectation is that like, sometimes it's going to be good. Sometimes it's not going to be good. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to have it a lot. Sometimes you're not going to have it a lot. Yeah, exactly. The best way to like sustain it in a relationship is to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the same way, you know, like the same way people write in talk about money, your period, gender roles, mental health, like yeah. in your relationship, you need to be talking about sex if it's important topic yeah. to the relationship. And, and there are plenty of relationships that sex is not important right. at all. And that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. I think you just have to be like open with your partner and also yeah. like respecting how they feel in the moment because there's also times where you both feel the complete opposite way yeah and it's like you just have to kind of move on from like those if it turns into like a little argument or whatever like you just have to yeah. you know you're on the same page as a whole yeah. obviously hopefully yeah yeah somebody wrote in and this is actually one of the bullet points i have written down and we're kind of touching on it without intentionally touching on is talking about like communication around sex and i think what we're saying is talk about it and i think also in depth you have to be detailed you have to like that's what's hard about it 
I like well, this. I hate when you do that. I hated yeah. that. I love yeah. that. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, specific. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to get nowhere. Communicating, I think, around in bed, talking about what you like, don't like. You're talking right? about something else. <laughs> I'm just saying, like the conversation I'm saying we had in the winter when it was like, "Hey, it's been a while. Is something up? Do yeah. you still love me, or yeah. <laughs> is it just kind of this?" And we're like, "Oh, it's just kind of this. Let's, you know." whatever we can kind of work through it and push through it together and so it's like talking about it kind of in both instances like in the heat of the moment like something goes right great afterwards point it out say Mm -hmm. i love that yeah do that it doesn't go great (laughs) yeah please stop doing that (laughs) hey i'm glad you tried that but let's avoid that Um, yeah like just different things and and it can all be helpful um, to both sides. To both sides, yeah. leading to a better experience. And that's another couple folks wrote in, and my next bullet point here is talking about set, uh, toys mm. involved in sex. And um, again, tied to like the experience of making it better or worse. Mm-hmm. I mean, did people, did people write in that they wanted to hear about that? Yeah. Sex mm. toys. Yeah. Sex toys. And I mean, here we're doing it we're really doing it yeah so like admittedly like julie and i have a couple different things Things. that we use yeah they're definitely not toys i don't know what you guys think toys are yeah like i don't really that's not my term yeah uh yeah yeah i don't know but i'm sure you guys do too so yeah yeah and again but it's geared towards Figuring out what you like, figuring out what I like yeah, to that's make how it a better it, yeah, experience exactly. for us. Like, yeah. if you want to try a toy, go online. You can buy a million of There's them. Try tons. it. Go to a store. You can literally also like, get them. Like for the girls that are listening, like Nasty Gal sell, sells them. Like Revolve sells them. Like yeah. Urban Outfitters sells them. Like they're very like it's common and it's yeah. like a thing that like big brands are selling. It's not something you have to like go to like a specific sex website to find yeah. anymore. It's just, yeah, they're there. You can get everywhere. Yeah. And again, it's like, if that's your thing, great. If it's not great. And let's stop you know, being like, ashamed about it. Yeah. Like if you like it, awesome. You're having better sex than the person that's afraid to try. Like, yeah. you know, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I feel open. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> Don't add us about any of this on our yeah, chance, please. Seriously. Especially you, mom and dad. <laughs> My mom and dad text me like every week about our episodes. So we're very open with them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, is there anything else? Are we missing anything? No, I think that's that's everything we had written those down for this episode. Those were the most prominent topics you guys wrote in. And I feel like those were really good ones. Those are all ones that are like definitely not as talked about. And hopefully we could open the, the conversation for you to talk about it a little bit more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, all five of those di- topics, I mean, there were probably 20 different topics written in. We had to pick the ones that were most and we could fit into like uh, an hour. written yeah. written in and then fit it into the time. Yeah. Um, and I think to me, the big takeaway is like all of these things being taboos that aren't talked about, things that aren't, um, you know, commonly talked about. Yeah. Is that they can be. If, you know, if you wrote something in or if there is one of these topics or if there's any topic that you're you know, wanting to talk about, like if it's on your mind, it's on other people's minds. Exactly. That's the whole thing. Like nothing is, nothing is wrong to be talked about. Yeah. In the right setting, don't be afraid to bring it up to people, bring it up to. Uh, Yeah. I think your point is perfect. Like if you're thinking about it, 
other people are thinking about it. And that's yeah. so true. So. All right, everybody. Okay, guys, we love you. We're going to the beach, going to get sunburned. <laughs> going to do something. Um, thank you for listening. And let us know how you guys felt about this episode. You can always leave a review if you want. And we'll see you next week. See you, everybody. Bye.